Think about Jesus being amazed. He was amazed at their lack of faith. And we, uh, I, one, of the, one of the challenges that the people of Nazareth had was they were very familiar with Jesus. Isn't he the carpenter's boy? Didn't he grow up around here? Who does he think he is? And, and so you've all heard kind of the proverb or, or saying familiarity breeds contempt. I don't know if you've heard that expression or not, but uh, we can lose our sense of awe and wonder. We can lose our sense of awe and wonder about the liturgy and the mass and the Eucharist and all, all of those things. We have to be very careful about, about becoming over familiar with Jesus and we lose the sense of, his, uh, of, of, of who he is, even though he has a human nature. So let us pray that we don't fall into that pit. I'm gonna spend most of this morning talking about this, the, the book from the reading from the book of Samuel and King David's sin. King David's sin, now King David sinned more than once, okay? But this sin is his sin of, of numbering the people, taking the census, not trusting in God essentially is what David's sin was. Now, I, I don't wanna to get too deep into that. Let's just agree to agree that David did a serious sin. And guess what? Sin has consequences. I won't ask you to repeat after me, but I, I want you to repeat it in your head to yourself. Sin has consequences. David's sin is gonna have serious consequences for the people he's in charge of. Sin has consequences that affect our lives and other people's lives. Other people's sins affect us. Now, we began this Mass, and I sure hope that, that we all hear and pray and understand the necessity of these words. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. There's, there's a, I read a book a few years ago, and, and the book was written, this is 25, 30 years ago, it was written by a psychologist, and the psychologist was talking about very broadly two categories of, of approaching the world wrongly. And he called one a personality disorder and the other one was a, a neurotic disorder. But the, the, the two kind of identifying qualities of these ways of seeing the world, the person with the personality disorder would get up in the morning and say, it's my wife's fault, it's my kid's fault, it's my boss's fault, it's the, uh, it's the government's fault, it's my next door neighbor's fault. And their whole life would, would be lived through the lens of it's somebody else's fault. And he said that that's a very common personality disorder. And it makes for a miserable person. And it's bad also because it leaves the locus of change on others. So we're helpless because everything else is always somebody else's fault. And he says, the, on the other side is the, is the neurotic who says, oh, what did I do? Oh, what, what, what's wrong with me? Oh, oh you know, what, how, how is this my fault? And constantly worrying that everything they do is wrong or, 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 
or, or somehow uh, not good enough, this and that. He says, and that's also not the right way to approach life, but that's a better way to approach life because at least then you're saying, how can I change? What can I do to grow and become? But we, we want to have a balance of both of these truths. Sometimes things are other people's faults and sometimes things are our, things are our fault. But where are we going to start our progress of, of transformation? Right here. Now let's get back to what happened. King David sinned. The consequences of the sin were going to be the pestilence that came upon Israel. David saw the consequences of his sin and he was moved to great sorrow. And what did he say? What was his prayer at the end? And this is, this is a, a rich theological foreshadowing happening too. He says, it is I who have sinned. It is I, the shepherd, who have done wrong. What have they done? Punish me and my kindred. Punish me, David says. How is David like Christ? What does Christ do? He takes our sins. Jesus is the son of David. Punish me and my kindred. And so David's prayer looks forward to Christ who is going to be punished for David's sins and our sins as well. That's the cross. Now, my brothers and sisters, we are going to suffer the consequences of our sins in life very often. Sadly, other people are going to suffer the consequences of our sins too. We are going to suffer the consequences of other people's sins, aren't we? And so what we have to do is we have to recognize that we live in this fallen world and we can't go through life blaming other people. We have to go through life striving to, to overcome the, the, the mistakes and challenges of life by, by, by living positively and then overcoming the, the pain of sin by turning to Jesus who came not to punish us for our sins, but to do what? To become a victim for our sins on the cross as the lamb who takes away the sins of the world. And what movement do we have in our soul as we reflect on that? It's supposed to be gratitude and faith and healing. And through our faith, we are healed of our sins and we become like Christ. Through our faith, we are healed. He was not able to perform any mighty deed there, aside from curing a few sick people. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Let us not be faithless, but faithful and receive God's mercy for our sin 
and take responsibility as King David did for our sins and uh, not have a neurotic personality disorder or a uh, narcissistic personality disorder, but a kind of healthy, balanced understanding of sin and consequences and pray for and receive the gift through faith of Jesus' healing.